Hey, sis. Hey, welcome to a new episode of That's My Sis, the one and only podcast created for the resident, loyal to a fault, strong friend who was available for everyone else's problems, but hears crickets when her life is falling apart. Whether you're the strong friend in your high school crew, your church sisterhood, or the strong sister or daughter in your family, you will find a space to be seen, heard, and celebrated for your strength, your resilience, and tenacity while listening to That's My Sis podcast. This is your time to forget about being the answer for others. Instead, be refreshed, poured into, and empowered in Christ. Says, laugh, cry, and shout, that's my sis. Whenever you hear something that resonates with your soul, let's hop into today's episode entitled, No More Comparison. What's up? What's up? Hey, sis, how are you doing? Can you believe that this is the third episode of That's My Sis podcast with your host here, Jasmine Lanise, the queen of inspiration? And I am so glad. I'm happy. I'm blessed. I'm bubbling over because you ladies have been listening. You ladies have been sharing. And no, I'm not in double digits or triple digits. I'm not in any of that. I have yet to unlock monetization, but I am so godly proud of the community of women who have surrounded around me. Hey, strong friend, hashtag strong friend unite. Um, I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about in the sis, let me tell you um, segment. We're going to talk about our topic. No more comparison. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to tell you about my life. (laughs) Okay. Back in 1991, I was born. And four years later, in 1995, my mother and my stepfather had a daughter who has the same initials that I do. Like literally, J-L-H. Our names are not our our names are similar with J's. Our middle name is exactly the same. Um, our last name was the same. Uh, it's been the same, and now that I'm married, it's back to being the same, which is so funny. And so, I have really dealt with comparison to my younger sister, exactly four years apart. We have exact same birthday. Because I felt like my parents or my mom was trying to do a do-over with me. I know it's petty. And I felt like my mother was trying to do a do-over with me. I felt like it was getting to a place where I did have my own identity. You know, my sister and I, maybe I was lighter skinned. She was more brownish. You know, I was plus size. She was skinnier. Um... You know, I was, you know, I'm not saying my sister is not intelligent, but I was more academically, you know, advanced or doing academically well, but she was a better social butterfly. And so I am really dealing with the fact I had to really deal with the fact. Let's say that. Let's clear that up right now. Love you, sis. But I was really dealing with the fact that I felt like she came and tried to take 
my life and do a better job than I was in my life. Um, and so it really caused me to deal with rejection and it really caused me to deal with um, comparison. I have compared myself to her when it comes to, you know, how easily she has been able to be a social butterfly, how she's been able to, you know, grab the attention when she walks into a room, um, how she's carefree. And I, I see her become very confident and, you know, how people are like a lot of people gravitate towards her. Now, I, I'm going to say this now. I didn't realize that I did have people who did the same things. I didn't realize that I had people who um, they loved me. They gravitated towards me. But because I was so deep in my comparison, I could not see that. I was just as loved. I am just as loved as my little sister. And so I want us to talk about no more comparison because as a resident strong friend, we can see how other women in our lives, that the people that we're holding up, a lot of times we can see that they're having carefreeness, that they're having joy, they're having fun, and we're dealing with all of their stuff, and we're dealing with our stuff, and I'm like, I want to have fun. I want to being a two-piece, I want that. But because I've stayed in my position and I've lowered myself and I've allowed life circumstances to lower myself, then I have not been able to realize the beauty that is me. So let's really dive into why do we compare ourselves? And I want to talk about scriptural background um, in our next segment, Lord, help us about a story in the Bible of two women comparing themselves and they're both sisters. All right. See you in the next segment. All right, ladies, let's really dig into the heart of the topic. No more comparison. I want to start with a story in the Bible that is older than you and I. It is the story of Rachel and Leah and Jacob. You can find this story in Genesis 29, where Jacob arrives um, at, it's called Padan Aram. I'm probably not saying it right, but he arrives at his uncle Laban's house. He works for seven years because he falls in love with his uncle's daughter, Rachel. She was beautiful. Um, she had an older sister named Leah, as if you know the story, you know, that was not that cute on the eyes, girlies. And so with the sister Leah, because of their custom, Jacob was basically tricked into marrying Leah, but he loved Rachel. So now we fast forward to their married and everything. And he's, and he's like, look, I really love Rachel. I want Rachel. I don't want Leah. So his uncle said, yo, you can have Leah because she's older and then you'll work seven more years for Rachel. So here's the thing where God highlighted this story to me as I was like preparing for this episode is that if you look in Genesis 29 um, and we can go down to, I want to start at the verses. Is So this story, let me make this clear, is in Genesis 29. It really starts at 14 through verse 30, but we're going to start reading at Genesis 29, chapter 29, verse 28 and 30. I want to make this a good point to set up of no more comparison. 
It says in verse 28, and Jacob did so. He finished the week with Liam and then Laban gave him his daughter, Rachel, to be his wife. Laban gave his servant, um, Bilhah, to his daughter, Rachel, as her attendant. Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Liam. And he worked for Laban another seven years. Let's put a pin in that. Now, how many times in your life, for me, I told you the story of my younger sister. I love her dearly. She's one of my best friends. And we have the same letter initials, J-L-H. We have, you know what I mean? We have the same birthday. Um, a lot of people say we laugh alike and we sound alike on the phone and different things and such and such that it can be a little suffocating. It was a little suffocating for me because I was hurting because I'm like, I'm older. You know, I want to be the example. I want to be my own individual person. And it didn't seem like I was getting that because my stepfather and my mother decided to make a daughter and it seemed like they did not need a me. And when we look at this scripture here, Leah's the oldest. She is just being Leah. She know what people think about her. She know what they think about her looks. You know, she maybe was a really nice girl. She probably was a sweetheart, a great cook. She probably was a really good candidate to be a wife. But because of her outward appearance, it seemed like she was not attractive, okay, to just the person who has a shallow eye. We love Brother Jacob. The 12 tribes come from him. But also, it seems a little shallow. I have been guilty of, I have been a victim of, and I've been guilty of making comparisons to myself, to other women, based off of the shallowness of a man, based off of the shallowness of a person. I have allowed what other people thought was beautiful, was better to be with, or, you know, I've allowed people's judgment of my ability to sing, the, the skill in my, in my ability to sing. I've allowed them to compare me to people when in reality, the only thing that was better about them was the shallowness, was the outer, was the superficial. God had, has given me giftings and abilities that go deeper than what you first see about me. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, growing up, I would have this, you know, they call it the resting bee face, but I have this look on my face that looked like I don't want to be bothered. My mom would tell me when I was a younger girl, I would look at her like, uh-uh, where you been? You went to work. Why you didn't bring me, <laughs> you know, a little separation, anxiety, a little, you know, a little cold shoulder when she would come home. And so I'm thinking now in my life that I have always outwardly have either been the loud person or I've been the person who was always in deep thought, especially when trauma took my voice and my confidence, you know, and um, I was able to just go inside of a shell. 
So because of that, I have allowed what people have said outwardly about my sister. Oh, she's so beautiful. Or, oh, she's so outgoing. Or, oh my goodness, she's so much fun to be around. I've allowed those comparisons. Like Rachel, well, later on, I'll tell you. But Leah and Rachel could find themselves in a comparison like that. To where Leah may feel like, oh... I'm not valuable. I won't be a good wife. I won't be an asset to anyone's life because of the shallow things. And I'm coming to break that up, sis. It doesn't matter what you look like and what they have said. I know women right now um, who I talk to um, and they have expressed to me that they have been judged based on their weight. They've been judged on being darker skinned, uh, having broader features, bigger lips. And the thing is, those things are shallow. They don't even describe who you are, the very essence of who you are based off of what you look like. And so when I say no more comparison, I need you to realize, especially if you are during this technology age, you're during this um, information age, everybody's lace front looks the same with the baby hairs, the swoop, the part down the middle, or the deep part on the side. Everyone got these long coffin nails, these long nails with a whole bunch of stuff. Listen, you may think that if you look like them, that your, your smile, your body, your whatever would get more attention. But I promise you, my friend, that what anybody is looking for who is someone that is of substance, meaning somebody who has taken the time to dig through the fluff and, and the lies and the deceit and the smoke and mirrors of this world, that someone is looking for you, not because you're older. Um, I just felt the Holy Spirit say that just because you are older. If you are 50 and older, God said it doesn't matter what is sagging. It doesn't matter what's wrinkling that you should not allow people to compare you to what you used to be because now you reach another level. Um, you reach an, uh, a more mature state, a more seasoned state. I want you to understand that the only comparison you should be doing is against yourself in the word of God. Are you better have you developed more of the character of God? Are you just putting on religion or are you really living according to biblical principles, values, and truths? That's the only thing we should be comparing ourselves to. But because we are living in society, just like Rachel and Leah, we can find ourselves loving our best friend, loving our sister friend, loving our cousin, loving our mothers and, and daughters and whomever. But because we have not began to think about the deeper things, we are comparing ourselves based on she's younger, she her, her boobs look this way, her butt look like that. And we begin to compare apples and oranges. Or if you are a mother, I, I please, I beg of you, I beseech the brethren to stop comparing your oldest to your youngest, your middle to your older and your younger, because each person, I talk about this with my mom and other women all the time. I may not have physical children, but I've been able to help um, 
people raise their children and I've, and I've worked with kids and I've taken classes and done trainings. And I want you to understand that each child that you have, you have them at a slightly different stage. You were a different you when you had that particular child. So we have to stop setting up our lives are setting ourselves up to be compared to other people by feeding into a superficial standard. Stop it, girl. You want to know why? Because it said, Jacob made love to Rachel also. His love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. You are missing out on the people who have a greater love for you because of the very essence of who you are is compassionate. That the very essence of who you are is generosity, is favor, is justice, is fairness, is, um, you know, meekness. It's, you know, a, uh, strength, like the very essence of who you are, how you operate, how you show up day to day for yourself and other people, you are allowing them to you are allowing yourself to cut it short because of the fact that you are comparing yourself based on superficial standards. You, my friend, are deeper, stronger, smarter, better than just what you look like superficially. And we all know that if we want to change something, we have to first become sick and tired of that being the standard. The thing is, don't go out to change anything based on you wanting to look better than someone or you think you need to look better. How about you decide you want to be healthy? How about you decide, you know what? This will make, this will make me feel good about my overall look or you need to decide, listen, I am doing this because this is an enhancement to who I already think that I am. And if you cannot get to that place, don't begin to change what you look like and who you are, right? And so I really wanted to say that to women of all ages, we all deal with it. We wear makeup, we wear wigs, we wear nails, we get our feet done. We do all these things for superficial reasons and you have yet to dig into who you truly are. I want you to dig into that. I want that the essence of you, that when you look inside and they say, who are you? You have at least a top five things that you can say, I'm love, I'm compassion, I'm fairness, I'm, you know, generosity, I am joy. You should be able to have these characteristics that resemble Christ, especially being a believer, that keep you solid. So when we look at Rachel and Leah, and when they married Jacob, um, we know that Jacob wanted Rachel, but was given Leah. He was then given Rachel, but he had to work another seven years. I want you to understand that you comparing yourself to someone else, you do not know if you're single, you do not know what the man that God has ordained for you will be willing to do to get you because of who you truly are. Then you don't know on this other side, you don't know what other people will do. 
They will fly. They will drive. They will come to every conference. They will, they will come to everything that you do because who you are will unlock who they're meant to be. God has ordained them and put them in your life for you to be able to unlock their purpose and for them to do greater for the kingdom of God. Or God is trying to bring community and love and joy around you, but you have been so busy looking at every woman who is around you, every person who's around you, and you have not recognized what people will be willing to do because you are an example of Christ his love, his joy, his peace, his forgiveness. And you're so busy looking at the superficial things. So when we move into the story a little bit more, uh, we move down to uh, Genesis 29, but we're going to verses 31 through 35. And it starts with, when the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again. And when she gave birth to a son, she said, because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. She So she named him Simeon. 34 says, again, she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at last, my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So he was named Levi, 35. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then when she stopped having children, then she stopped having children. I want to tell you this. Sister friend, sis, strong friend, you have compared yourself based on um, superficial standards. You have put your value based on what your hair looked like, what your weight is. You put yourself down. You dumb yourself down because of superficial things and because of things and accomplishments that you think other people had, but you don't understand how God wanted to bless you one, two, three, four, five times. Leah did not recognize. She did not understand that even though they did not love her there, that God loved her so much that he would make her fruitful. Come here, sis. No more comparison. Why? Because God has a fruitful womb for you spiritually. And those of you who are married and ready to have children, he will give you the fruitful womb naturally because children are a blessing and they are a crown unto the head of the parents. They bring joy to the parent. I want you to understand that even though you have not got the, de the degree, even though you can't do your makeup, your eyelash, you can't do what they do. I want you to understand that God has purpose and he's making you fruitful. If you shift your perspective, each child that Leah had, she began to say the first child, God heard my misery. God is looking for you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I am dealing and I'm struggling with this spirit of comparison. I don't know when it started. Reveal unto me when it started so that I can begin to see 
myself from the place of victory. Then you need to ask God to help you see yourself how he sees you. So first she said, her son, she named her son Reuben because she said, it's because the Lord has seen my misery and surely my husband will love me. Let me tell you this. Do not change. Do not grow. Do not excel. Do not go forward because you are looking for acceptance. We compare ourselves because we're looking for acceptance for people who we think have made the standard. How about we get out of their standard and ask God, what is the standard of life you have for me? He's written your name in the Lamb's book of life. He has a book written about you. Your life is already set up. Why do you want someone else's life? So I want you, I'm challenging you, I'm begging you, I'm beseeching you to ask God to, to show you, to continue to reveal to you the root of the problem. So that you can begin to say, you know what, Lord, if they never like me, if they never love me, if they never understand me, if they never want me to talk, if they never want me to sing, if they never want to see me dance, if they never, will you bring me into a place where I know you heard my misery? I know you saw my pain and you are deciding to bless me. Listen, it didn't say that the first person who had a child was the one that everyone loved. It said that God rewarded the silent cries. God rewarded the beauty of Leah's heart and spirit. God rewarded her. I'm trying to tell you something, sis. No more comparison because God is rewarding you for being you. If they say you ugly by, <laughs> by society standards, then there is an ugly reward for you in heaven. Come on. Come on. That's a good preach. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm being serious, right? If you stand in who God created you to be and you allow the beauty and the light of God to shine through you, that God will begin to reward people who got big lips, big noses, wide hips, who are overweight, underweight, in between weight. He has a blessing with your name, your likeness, your very image because he created you in his image. Nothing about God is broken, dumb, fat, ugly. And if you are those things, then God has to realign you for you to become who he called you to be. No more comparison. Because the very place that you're comparing, the very person you're comparing yourself to, they're waiting for the blessing and God is readily ready to bless you. God wants to bless you for being you. And you're looking at a person who God has not deemed them worthy yet, have not deemed them vetted, have not deemed them trustworthy for him to give them the very thing that he trusts you with. So when we look at the scripture and we see that the second son, she said, because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. I want to tell you that no more comparison. Why? Because God sees that the crowd doesn't love you. He knows that at your job, they want to backstab you. He sees that at the, your church, you're having a hard time fitting in. God sees you in every place, but because people cannot see who Jesus was, 
God still allowed Jesus to walk with authority and power, and he still gave him the ability to go up on the cross unto death and take all of our sins away. And now he is sitting at the right hand of the father. My thing is, if we're made in the image of God, that because God loves you, he has made it to where he will bless you in spite of, he will bless you. If you are sincere, if you are honest, if you become vulnerable again, strong friend, I need you to stop going to your friends, looking at their life. I need you to say, God, I don't feel loved. I don't feel seen. I don't feel appreciated. And I need you to still give me the community. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom. God, I still need you to feel me. Even if I don't know, this segment is called Lord, help us no more comparison because even when you don't feel like you're good enough, God is still willing to bless you. God wants to bless you. He'll still give you the job. If you ugly, he'll still give you the, the husband. If you fat, I'm fat. I'll be honest. I'm overweight. I'm sure <laughs> I have psoriasis. I got marks on my skin. Um, I've been diagnosed with PCOS that make hair grow in places, but God allowed me to get married, not once, but twice. And if something happened to this husband and God still put, has put the mantle of being a wife on me, I believe that I'll be a wife again. I need you to understand it's not about what you look like. It's about who you are, the very essence of you. Can God trust you with millions? Don't matter if you ugly. It doesn't matter if you have no education because by God's standards, you are more than enough. By God's standards, he created you how he wanted you to be. I want you to hear that. I'm going to shout it to the rooftop. I'm going to say it every week. God created you in his likeness and in his image. And if you keep looking at the very portion of what God has given someone else, you miss the very thing, the very amount of God that he's given you. God has given each one of us a portion. And so you're going to miss it because you're looking at other people's portion, but there's a portion of God that he's giving you. And when you don't utilize, excuse me, utilize your portion, then you are coveting someone else. And the thing is, their portion don't even work good without you being present. Come on. Listen, Rachel would have never been married if there wasn't Aaliyah. There's some people who will never fully be who they're called to be if you don't be you. I'm telling you, baby. I'm telling you, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just getting passionate. I'm telling you. Until I stopped looking on social media when I was creating content of how people who were saying similar things, I weren't even making reels as good as I was and as entertaining as I was or as energetic as I was, they were getting views and, and follows. I had to realize if I stopped looking at them, I cannot see what heaven is saying. I cannot hear what heaven is saying. I cannot do what heaven is saying. And for me as a believer, that's so much better. And as a resident strong friend in my circle of influence, that they, they need me to be me and be me authentically and a thousand percent me without anything broken or lacking because I was a place of stability 
for a lot of my friends. I am a place of wisdom. I'm a well of knowledge. I'm a well of love and encouragement, inspiration. So once I stop looking at other people, I've been able to nurture that about me. And God is bringing in more women who need to draw from the well. And God continues to bless me like he did Leah. He gave Leah Simeon. That means I'm not loved by my husband, but I know that God still gave me him. God still gave me this. He gave me this ability to inspire, even though I'm overweight. He gave me this ability to inspire, even though I was abandoned. He gave me this ability to inspire, even if I was broke down, suicidal, look, jacked up, had demons in my head. I needed deliverance. I needed healing. He still gave it to me. I'm telling you, God is waiting for you to open up your hand, open up your mouth and look up to the hills and stop looking at the person next to you, to your right or to your left. Because when the time comes, you meet your maker. He's not going to ask you about your sister. He's going to ask you about you. And so what I want to move on to next is the fact that Leah had multiple children. And then it says, Rachel had none. God gave her what she needed. God gave her and told her, I saw you. God said, I'm still going to bless you because I love you. Then she gave it. Uh, then he, um, excuse me, God gave her, uh, another son, Levi. That's where the, those who work in the, in, in the temple, the Levites came from the musicians, the priests, God gave her um, future. God gave her positioning. God gave her power through Levi. Then we have the tribe of Judah that came. That's her fourth son. And if, if you know, in the Bible, I want to say that's her third son, right? Third. I'm sorry, y'all. So we have Reuben, we have Simeon, we have, um, Le Oh, four. Yeah. That's Judah and Judah. Uh, number four in the Bible, um, biblically, it means creativity. And so God allowed Judah, the tribe of, of tribe of Judah, the lion of Judah, Jesus came from there. David came from there. God gave her legacy and lineage. Come on. He gave her power. He gave her, listen, he gave her faith. He gave her love. He gave her affirmation. He gave her positioning. He gave her power and he gave her longevity. Y'all don't hear me. So you're comparing yourself and you don't even realize what God gave you. What he's given you, 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 whatever your issue is, you. So no more comparison. We got to get out of that. And so now I want to talk about this, right? So Genesis 30, one through two, and then we're going to wrap up this section, um, this, um, excuse me, this, uh, segment. I'm sorry. And so 30, one through two says, when Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children? Listen, she, the people that you are comparing yourself to so now let's flip it. Rachel was comparing herself to her sister. She saw that her sister had had a plight. Her sister, some of us have 
trauma, some things have happened to us. Some we've been born in a situation. We were born in foster care. We were born um, uh, in family secrets. Things have happened. We don't look that good to other people, but we're beginning to affirm that we look good to ourselves. Come on, somebody. And so with that, Rachel now, the person who seemed to look like they had the upper hand, who had the love, who had the acceptance, who had the commitment from the very things that we've desired. Now that person turns and says, I'm jealous of you. I'm come to tell you that you're so busy comparing yourself to people who are really silently jealous of you because they may have it all, but they only have it all at the standard and by the, not the comparison, but by the standard and the confirmation of other people. Rachel herself was insecure. Rachel didn't know the she didn't understand or she knew the, I want to say she knew the beauty she had. Rachel knew she was fine, but Rachel probably didn't recognize that she didn't have substance be, until her sister, in spite of being ugly, in spite of not being wanted, in spite of not being the chosen one, her sister still was able to prosper. I'm coming to tell you, some of you, you may have been the chosen one. You may have been the one that people looked at, but you you keep looking around at why are these people who I who I met, you may not voice it, but you may think don't deserve it, or you may think that they're not qualified, or you're trying to figure out what makes them so great. Those people will continue to be be blessed if you do not get out of your own way. You need to surrender to God. You need to surrender that haughty spirit, that pride that they boasted you up. They said you were so great. They said you were so this. You were so beautiful. You were so that. You're Whatever you were so. There's some of you on here. You were so blah, blah, blah. And I'm coming to tell you that the enemy has used that against you and that will keep you stifled. Yes, you have, you have peaked in high school. Yes, you went to college and you did things, but now you've hit a, a ceiling. Now you've hit in a wall because you've begun to compare yourself to people that you thought would never reach a certain level. I'm coming to tell you, I'm coming down your row, um, you know, I'm stepping on your feet and I want you to understand that God wants to do a work in your heart. Why? Because you, you should have nothing, nothing to, no, I won't say this. You may have reasons to compare, but you have to realize that there are people who you have had an advantage over. I want you to know that in spite of your fears, in, in spite of what you've accomplished, you have had an advantage over people. You may not have had as a heart of a life. You may not. Listen, some of us have not had hard lives. Some people have not gone through abuse and abuse and trauma and trauma and drama. Some of them, some people have, some of you women have had good lives. And so I want you to understand that that has, that has shaped the way you think about other people. God is calling you into humility. I'm going to tell you why, because comparison stopped Rachel from seeing how loved she was. Are you stopping people from loving you? Because you are busy comparing, even though you have more than some other people, 
Are you stopping yourself from being grateful and you're allowing your self-talk, you're allowing your fear, you're allowing what the enemy has dangled in front of you and your ungratefulness and your haughty spirit and your pridefulness, your self-centeredness. Are you allowing those things to come in and block you from what it is that God is trying to do through you? And he's trying to, to release you. He's trying to heal you. He's trying to restore you. He's trying to deliver you from your own self-destructive behaviors. People can tolerate being around you for a certain amount of time, but then here comes your haughty spirit. Here comes, I wore it better. Or here comes, oh, well, mine is real. Oh, let's let go of that. No more comparison. Because at the end of the day, God will bless the people that you don't think are blessable. And God will block something for you when you think and you don't appreciate what you've already been blessed with. And so, um, uh, Leah didn't allow comparison to stop her from being a wife, um, being who God called her to, to be. And she became a wife. She dug into her faith, right? She was praying and she allowed God's love to fill her heart, her womb. And it led Leah into purpose that Leah decided to dig into her faith, call out to God that she was taught about. And she began to say, not by superficial, not by my power, not by my might, but by the spirit of God, I'm able to do these things. Um, and then when you look at Genesis 30, 22 through 24, I'm going to read that for us. And it says, Genesis 30, 22 through 24, then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and enabled her to conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, may the Lord add to me another. And then after Joseph, she had Benjamin and I believe she died from having Benjamin. And so uh, God had listened to Leah and made her pregnant. Leah and Rachel had a problem. Um, you know, they was beefing about something <laughs> and then they had a problem. And so God allowed Leah to be able to conceive again. And then eventually her husband honored her. So those of you who feel like nothing goes right, everybody's getting it better. If you stay in faith and you allow God to use who you are, who he created you to be, the very you that you are, and you release that comparison and you release that shame and the guilt and all that stuff, God is going to bless you. And people who don't think you're worthy are going to be looking at God asking what happened. Why did the well stop? So now we see that Rachel had to go through a heart transplant. Rachel had to humble herself because she noticed that God gave her, gave her sister six children compared to the fact that she had to give her servant up to have a child. So finally, God remembered. I just want to say to those of you who have felt like, um, God has not remembered you. He will remember you when you remember that he created you. When you remember how great you are, when you remember how anointed you are, how powerful you are, how you've endured, you have to remember that God has blessed you. He's kept you from things, from danger seen and unseen. When we remember, whether we are a Leah or a Rachel, that it is God who blesses. It is God who creates. It is God who affirms. It's God who ordains. It's God who gives and taketh away. And it's not how we look. 
is not who we are. It's not how accepted and how loved we are by man, but it's by God's standard. And so no more comparison, you know? And so the Bible says in Galatians 5 and 6, for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. And the, you know, the greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. How can you truly love your neighbor as yourself if you do not recognize that you have to begin to love yourself no matter what that looks like? If you need to love yourself back into health, do that. That means take walks. You know what you need to do. If that means you need to love yourself into forgiving yourself for things that have happened to you and things that you've done, do that. Whatever it takes for you to express love, patience, kindness, you know, um, all the things that the Bible says that love is. Actually, let's stop and look at that. Thank you, Lord, because we need to understand what it means to love. And so if you want to love yourself and stop comparing and loving yourself through the eyes of God, then we really need to think about what truly is love. What does it mean to love? You know, because the Bible tells us the character of God. And so I'm reading, I'm going to read the new international version. It's first Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Are you going to be patient with yourself? Love is kind. Are you going to be kind to yourself? It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Are you going to stop putting yourself in positions to envy other people, but realize that what, who you are, what you have, what they have is what God wanted them to have. It does not boast. Yeah, you're great, but you, you can be great and still honor other people. It is not proud. You can be proud of yourself, but walking around, around in pride, never to be corrected, never to be um, challenged is not loving yourself. It does not dishonor yourself. That means you don't allow people to do things to your body that you are not in agreement with. Yes, I understand things like sexual assault happens. That has nothing to do with you dishonoring your body. But what you you must know, every woman must know, is that when it comes to things like that, honor yourself by getting the help. Honor yourself by speaking up. Do not allow, allow others to dishonor you. Do not allow others to put their hands on you. Do not allow other people to downplay who you are, what you've been to them, and how you've helped him. Help them, excuse me. So be mindful that dishonoring yourself is just as bad as dishonoring others. And if you're to love yourself as, um, to love your neighbor as yourself, you need to know when you are uncomfortable in a situation and you are not getting the okay that the Lord puts you in that situation, or you're going against what Holy Spirit is saying, you need to get out of that situation. And so it says, it is not self-seeking. Stop making everything about you. We love you. You love you, but it's not always about you. Um, it is not easily angered. Work on what is angering you. A lot of times I was telling someone, I tell people that anger is a miscommunication. Anger is a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding. Why are you angry? You need to give yourself grace and you need to ask yourself, what is really make, making me upset? Why am I feeling this anger? And then it keeps no record of wrong. 
Stop holding Stop holding your sins against you. God forgave you. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Always rejoice with truth. Get out of gossip. Don't allow yourself to feed into gossip, to be a gossip. It always protect. Protect your peace. Protect your joy. Protect your love. Protect your body. Protect your mind. Protect your spirit. It always trust. Find the good in people and, and build upon that. And when they show you something else, if they show you something else, use wisdom and discernment to know how to work through it. Always hope. Have an expectation. Have an expectation that great things will happen. Have an expectation that you are great. Have an expectation that God will do what he says he will. And it always perseveres. You have to not give up on you. You can lose the weight. You can get the job. You can start the career. You can get married. You can have a happy, healthy relationship. You can endure anything that you decide that with you and God, you can do. God never fails. Love never fails, which means that what's inside of you, which is God, never fails. And so as we realize, as we wrap this part up, is that Rachel had to have a change of heart after the person that she compared herself to move forward in life and was still trying to com- and and wasn't trying to compete with her right so she no longer Leah was is not in competition with Rachel Rachel is still in competition with her and Leah ain't giving her the time of day um i want you to ask yourself who have you silently been competing with that's been showing um, that's been slowing you down. So who have you been competing with in the back of your mind, in the front of your mind, that is slowing you down from being truly who you are? Um, and has this comparison led you to being a be- to having a better job, being a better person, having a better position in your family or your company? It hasn't led you to having a car or a house. And I want to tell you the short answer is no. We have to ask ourselves, why are we comparing? So I want to give you three reasons why we compare quickly. You're judgmental of the, of the desire to compare yourself to others. So that means you are judgmental of other people. You're judgmental of yourself. Um, it's normal to compare yourself because our society is full of hierarchies and statuses. Which in order to survive, you got to find a group. You got to find a tribe, right? But you got to find one that best suits you. Sometimes we get into groups and cliques and uh, communities that are not best suited to our likes, our interests, and our ab- abilities and skills. Um, it becomes unhealthy are hard on us psychologically when we rely on those societal structures like education, finances, our body shape, size, hair, skin, color, uh, to define our worth and value as a person. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 and 11, all these empowered by one and the same spirit who, op- who, um, who sorry, uh, portions to each one individually as he will. Uh, plain, plain and short, God empowers you through one spirit. He's one. Yes, we understand the Trinity, but God is a whole being. He's one. And in that oneness, all it means is he's given you, each one of us, through his one spirit, what we need. And so we, and he does it as he wills. So there's no need to compare because he's giving you what you, what you needed. God has given you the body, the mind, the talent, the personality, and the gifts as he has desired, you're able to ask him for more, but we first must not keep looking at another person's portion. You have your portion, 
use your portion. And if you need more, he's always willing to give more too. You have a low tolerance of uncertainty. So you use your unhealthy habit of social comparison as a defense mechanism. So this means that you allow your negative self-talk to keep you in a cycle where you're unsure if you're capable. You could be dealing with a tinge of imposter syndrome, that feeling like you don't belong, you're a fraud. If they find out, if they really ask you questions, if they really put you to the test, that you are a fraud, which is not so. Um, you put unrealistic expectations on yourself that you are, that you are, um, that you belittle, you put unrealistic expectations where you belittle yourself and that you're far below um, everyone else or that you are, you know, you don't give yourself a chance to fully thrive in who you are in your expertise or your passion. Sis, don't be self-sabotaging, but sometimes you can be self-sabotaging because of the belief that you didn't confront and you and you tend to find evidence for why that unrealistic belief is so instead of finding evidence of why it doesn't have to be true. And so I want you to destroy your uh, your subconscious belief of unworthiness by questioning that thought when it comes with factual evidence and not your feelings. Acknowledge it, validate it, destroy it, and plan a new thought, then practice it. And so the last thing we do is we it's a force of habit. You've kind of you picked it up, you've you you picked it up somewhere, you begin to compare yourself as children, like, oh, I have this, I have that. And now it's just a subconscious thing where you're doing it all the time. And so it allows that subconscious, uh, how I want to say this, that subconscious behavior, uh, it allows you to just live your life always comparing and not, never fully living. And so you have to become willing to shift your focus and create a new habit. So that's through self-acceptance. Uh, I've been basically talking about that. Begin to ask yourself if this behavior truly represents who you are and you desire to be. If not, then get counseling, journal, pray, and do the inner healing that you need from your fears and your traumas that will be necessary. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. What you believe in your subconscious mind, which I believe is your heart, is going to determine how you live day to day. Psalm 139.13 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. So that means God knows the delicacies, the intricacies of you. And so you have to stop comparing because you're missing out on the special uh, features of who you are if you don't tap into what God has done. And so this is the end of the segment. Thank you for bearing with me. We are about to wrap this up on the next segment. I love you. God bless you. All right. sis y'all sometimes you just gotta get the information out <laughs> um that segment is just my disclaimer it's going to be a little bit longer than maybe some of the other ones because I really wanted to break down that story and for us to really realize that there's no reason for us to compare so now we're on our segment this will preach sis this is gonna preach it's gonna preach you it's going to be our last segment 
our second to last segment before we get up out of here. Um, I want to read this quote. There's two quotes. They're short, simple, and I'm just going to leave you with this thought. So the quote says, comparing kills fulfillment. And the writer is Todd Stalker. He is an author. The second quote I want you to to, to remember is, be you. You are sacred. Layla Gifty Akita. She's also another author. I found these quotes. You can Google them. And I want you to know this, is that this whole point of no more comparison is that I decided that I don't want to compare. When I was recording last week's episode about faith in the midst of darkness, I was thinking about how is my podcast going to be like other people? Is it going to be funny? Am I just going to be like shooting the breeze? And God is like, talk about what I want you to talk about. It doesn't matter if you get five listens. It doesn't matter if you get six listens. It doesn't matter if you get three. The thing is you have made an imprint that whoever listened to it will get uplifted. There'll be breakthrough. There'll be deliverance. There'll be healing because he knows how he created me. So I want you to understand that when I was comparing myself, when I was on social media and doing beauty content and inspirational content, I was never fulfilled. And the moment I stopped, the moment that I take, took a break, I looked at what was eating me up alive. I acknowledged it. I validated it. And I began to destroy those very thoughts. God delivered me from imposter syndrome. I stopped comparing myself and thinking that I was not good or worthy enough. And I began to operate. And so now I'm being me authentically. I'm being me no matter what. I'm being me in the rain. I'm being me in the sun. I'm being me on the island. I'm being me in the desert. I'm being me in the country, in the south, in the north, in the east, in the west. Because at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, in the wee hours of the day, I know that I'm sacred. I know that this all-knowing, all-present omniscient God made me Jasmine. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to be vibrant. I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. I'm going to be funny. Even if you don't think I'm funny, I realized that I'm not comparing myself to anybody else in this podcast world, in media, in any, in preaching and prophecy. I'm not going to compare myself because the more that I accept who I am and realize that I'm sacred, can I tell y'all that I'm being more fulfilled daily and I'm loving my husband differently and I'm loving my family and my sisters and my brothers and people differently? No, I'm not perfect. Far from it. But I totally understand the fact that God made me this way. And if I keep taking my eyes off of him and who he made me, that when I look in God's eyes, when I look through God's eyes, and I see myself, I see the reflection of him. And when I look at God, I see me. So I will never be fulfilled looking somewhere else. You will never be fulfilled comparing yourself to them. You'll never be fulfilled if you don't realize that you're consecrated, you're sanctified, you're justified and you're sacred. You're a royal priesthood, chosen generation that God knit together your inward being and he knows everything about you and he loves everything that you are. And so... First John 3 and 1, part A says, see how much our father loves us for he causes his children. And that is what we are. We're his children. And so there's no good, there's no good thing that he'll withhold from us. Parents who truly love their, their children 
do not withhold any experiences or good things that they want them to have because they truly, truly want the best for their children. So meet me on the other side so we can give a sister flowers and then we'll be out of here. y'all this is our last and final segment and I just want to say thank you for joining me on this third episode of that's my sis with your host Jasmine Lanise the queen of inspiration it has been a pleasure like um subscribe it share it with someone who needs to be encouraged to get out of the the funk of comparing herself to others she is beautiful she's great she's intelligent she is the very essence of God um Please, 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 please email me at jasminelanise at gmail.com with your concerns, your questions, your comments. Um, And if you have a woman that you would like to uh, nominate for this segment here, we're going to do Here's Your Flowers. I'm going to give the flowers this week to my little sister. I started the segment with her and how I felt about my life in comparison to her and the things that we have similar. But I am so grateful that God allowed me to have that experience of comparing myself to somebody who just loved me. And it was a situation where I was just in a a bad place and uh, my, my mother kicked me out of the house and my sister packed stuff for me and she wrote a letter. And just to know that, you know, I was 18, she was 14 and how much she loved and cared about me. So I'm giving my sister her flowers, my biological sis, my little sister with my same birthday, same initials. I give you the flowers because you love me even when I was comparing. You love me when I didn't realize that there was still something great about me, even though you're you. Um, I miss so many moments in life that I think we could have enjoyed more if I would have got out of the way and out of my comparison. But I'm super grateful for who you are, you know, how honest we are with each other, how much fun we have together, how understanding you've become. I'm just really grateful that you're my sister. But most importantly, I am grateful that you are my friend. But I'm not going to lie, though. Somebody owed me a birthday party for when you was born on my fourth birthday. All right. (laughs) I love you so much. And I love all my other sisters in Christ who you've helped me. You helped shape me. I've compared, but God has allowed you to affirm who I am. I affirm you back. I'm so proud of you. If you were not an amazing person, there would be nothing for me to want to compare. All right. This is the end of this episode. Meet me on the next one. And until then, be blessed. Be you. Be bold. Be free. And so my last thing I'm going to ask you to do is to subscribe, to leave a rating and review. Recommend this podcast to your friends and your family members. Um, And also email me so that you can be connected. I can put you on a mailing list. 
Also, if you have TikTok, you can fo follow me at I am Jasmine Lanise. If you have Clubhouse, you can follow me at um, Jasmine Lanise. If you have Facebook, you can follow me and find me at Jasmine Haynes. Let's connect. Let's talk. Let's collaborate. And we will say thank you that we know that comparison kills our fulfillment. Comparison stops us from being us because we're sacred. And until next time, until next time, begin to love yourself. And next week, we will talk about trusting the process of forgiving yourself. There's a process to forgiving yourself. So let's trust the process of forgiving yourself. We've compared. We've had faith in the midst of darkness. But next week, we're going to talk about trusting yourself to forgive yourself. See you later. Bye.